Hey there, before we jump into today's episode, I want to share that in October, I'm opening the doors to my signature group coaching program, The Breakthrough Designer, for one last time in 2022. So if you've ever felt like you need just a little more push, a little more support, a little more guidance to help you build a design business that you love and help you communicate your value clearly and sell your offers with confidence, then TBD may be just the thing for you. I'm going to pop a link to jump on the waitlist in the show notes so you can check it out yourself and see if it's a good fit or not. And I tend to reward action takers. So definitely a good idea to at least jump on the waitlist, even if you're a little bit intrigued. All right. With that said, let's jump into today's episode. Hi there. You're listening to the Create to Convert podcast. I'm your host, Evgenia Devarashvili, but most people call me Gigi and so can you. I'm a designer, tech founder, mama and business educator, and I'm here to help you skip the years of trial and error and teach you the ins and outs of running a profitable business that you love. And it all starts with one actionable podcast episode. Let's get to it. So today we're talking about money, (laughs) one of my favorite topics. We're going to talk about money mistakes that many designers make and actually mistakes I made myself on my journey and also mistakes I learned from sometimes the hard way. (laughs) Money, I think, is a topic that often feels a little taboo to talk about, but surprisingly, everyone loves hearing about it. (laughs) You know, like you don't feel comfortable talking about your prices and how much you earn, but you're all ears when it comes to listening to what other people have to say about it. Interesting, don't you think? I mean, I'm always happy to talk about money, especially when it comes to my business, but it definitely wasn't always this way. Money made me super uncomfortable at the beginning of my journey. And looking back at how I was brought up and what relationship I had with money growing up, I understand where all of these money blocks come from. And I definitely learned along the way how to deal with them. And I think it made a huge difference on my business and on my life in general. I quickly realized in my business that I need to get comfortable around money. I need to open myself to money. And that means learning how money actually works inside my business and how I work with money inside my business. And that's where a lot of the mistakes or more like lessons learned from those mistakes that I'm going to share with you today actually came from. So mistake number one is not taking a deposit before you actually start work. Now, I know this may seem a little obvious to some of you, but I didn't do this. <laughs> I didn't know I had to do this. I mean, I come from corporate background, you know, you get paid at the end of the month for the work you've already done. So I thought it was the same in the freelance world. So this was definitely a mindset shift for me and something I had to learn how to do along the way. So getting your deposit before you actually begin work is absolutely crucial in our industry. In fact, you should be framing it as getting a deposit to book your clients into your calendar for them to reserve a spot in your calendar, even if it's weeks or months in advance. So I typically take a 30% non-refundable deposit and my clients usually book me two to three, sometimes even four or five months in advance. But I've also seen designers take 50% deposit. So this is completely up to you. 
Now, speaking of payments, mistake number two, and I definitely learned this one a little too late on my journey after getting completely burned, is setting monthly payment plans instead of milestone payment plans. This actually protects you in case a project drags on forever, because no matter how long the project is or how long it takes you to actually reach a particular milestone, you will end up getting paid on a monthly basis. And I definitely learned this the hard way after a project that was supposed to end in three months dragged on for, hold on. I feel like, I feel like I need to take a very dramatic pause here. It dragged on for a year and a half. Yeah, you heard that right. A year and a half. Oh my God. Can you just imagine how much money I actually lost during this project? I feel like this is a whole separate episode where I share that crazy story. But monthly payment plans are definitely a better way to go over milestone-based payment plans because they allow you to continuously get paid even if the client is dragging the project. Now, moving on to mistake number three is not following up on invoices and not having a late payment fee. I used to be so scared to follow up on invoices and even sending out invoices was actually giving me a lot of anxiety when I was starting out. But the thing is, by not following up, you're basically letting your client use you and your value for free. And I think it's really important for you to realize that. But following up is not enough because at one point or another, hopefully not, but it's very possible at one point or another, you're going to be faced with a client who's not paying your invoices on time. And that's exactly why you have to have some late payment fees in place to motivate your clients to actually pay their invoice. And if you kind of, you know, defensive or feeling a little scared to impose those fees, just realize that you have financial responsibilities as well. You have a life, you have a business to run. And when a client doesn't pay you on time, they're putting you at risk. They're bringing you anxiety and stress and you're just sitting there wondering if they will ever pay you and you just keep on typing reminder emails and begging them and you're just kept in the dark. So you have to have those late payment fees in place and you have to clearly state them in your contract and don't be afraid to actually put them into action when and if needed. Speaking of not following up and leaving money on the table, here is my mistake number four, and that is not following up with your leads. I cannot tell you how many times I would receive a super excited inquiry saying, Gigi, I love your work. I want to work with you. I'm ready to commit right here, right now. Everything is fantastic. And the moment I would send them a link to actually book a call with me, they would just disappear. Now, does that mean that they're not interested anymore? Maybe. But am I going to actually take maybe for an answer? Definitely not. I'm going to be following up with them at least three times before actually telling myself, okay, well, maybe, maybe this is a dead end. Maybe they are not interested. And even then, I'm going to be following up with them in three months to see if they change their mind. Is this a better time now? Remember, you reached out to me because you wanted to work with me. What happened? Let's pick up where we left off. When a person reaches out to you, they already show interest. And if suddenly they disappear, you cannot just make an assumption that, oh, they're definitely just not interested anymore. I'm not going to bother them. I'm not going to be a bother. So I'm just going to leave it at that. You're leaving money on the table. <laughs> you don't know what is the real reason why they stopped replying. Maybe something happened. Maybe life got in the way. Maybe, uh, you know, they just got busy. How many times did you forget to answer a text because... I've just got busy. 
The same thing could happen to a potential lead. So just because a lead showed interest and then stopped replying, do not take that as an immediate no. Make sure you follow up, but not just in a day, two days, three days. Make sure to actually check up on them in a couple of months. See if they still have the same brand or the same website. And if yes, then reach out and say, hey, I see nothing has changed since last time you actually reached out. Why don't we pick up exactly where we left off and actually jump on that call? All right, let's dive a little bit deeper with mistake number five, and that is combining your business and personal accounts. Now, when I was just starting freelancing, I didn't have a business account. I thought, well, I'm self-employed and all money I make is my money. So what's the point really? But the thing is, it's crucial to separate the two because even if you're just starting out, you need to have clear understanding of your money. And having separate accounts help you make realistic income predictions and accurate deductions on your taxes. All this super fun, exciting stuff that you get to do as a business owner. And to be honest, nowadays, there are just so many different banking options available. There's virtual bankings, there are free programs in your local bank. So really, there isn't an excuse anymore to not have a business account. So if you don't have one already, go and get yourself one. Now, now that we're talking about your accounts, the sixth mistake is having only one business account. I know you're like, Gigi, this is an accounting one-on-one. What the heck are you talking about? But listen. I didn't think much of my numbers and my money, and I didn't really make an effort to understand my money at all. But it's once I committed to understanding my numbers, once I really took action on it, once I got my money chisel together, that's when I was actually able to see real changes and set ambitious but attainable goals and feel in control of my business. And I want the same for you. So that's why I'm telling you all of these boring, maybe, (laughs) but important lessons that I learned along the way. So what do I mean by one business account? If you have just one account for all of your business activities, it can get messy pretty fast because you have money coming in, you have money coming out, you have taxes to pay, you have money you would like to invest in a program like the Breakthrough Designer, for example. There's just, you know, a lot happening, a lot of money activities. So instead of having just one account for everything, what I would recommend you do is have an account for all of the money coming in. So that's your income money. All of your clients are going to be paying into this account. Then you have a separate account called OPEX. So that's an account for all of the money coming out. All of your operational expenses will be coming out of this account. All your subscriptions, anything you buy, all the outsourcing that you do, all of that will be coming out of that account. Then you can have also a tax account because tax money is not money you can spend anyway. So why is it sitting there in your account reminding you of all the money you have, but you cannot touch? Might as well put it into a separate tax account where you cannot touch it, you cannot see it. In addition to that, also create a profit account. Profit account is basically money that you will be putting aside throughout the year. And at the end of the year, this will be your profit that you can then take out and use as you wish. Maybe you want to reinvest it back into your business. Maybe you want to go on a holiday with your family. You choose. And finally, you can have a vault account. A vault account is an investment account. So this is money that you will invest back into the business or you will be using it for other investments. For example, if you want to invest in a course, so quite a large expense, if you want to buy new equipment, a new iMac or something like this, you can use that money for those big purchases, big investments back into your business. Can you see how this is 
way more structured. With that, you can actually paint a better picture of how much money do you really have in your business and how you use that money inside your business. We go in depth into understanding your money in the Breakthrough Designer, but if you do want to get started with this, then I learned all of that from Mike Michalowicz in his book, Profit First. I mentioned this book so many times on the podcast because it's really great. So go and check it out because it's a really good starting point to really start getting comfortable with understanding your money. All right, mistake number seven, and we're still talking about your accounts here, is not actually checking your business expenses on a regular basis. Now, I made it a habit to actually check my expenses once a month. And by now, I know that, you know, they kind of regular month in, month out, unless I have some kind of big investment in a course or coaching program. So can you actually tell me how much exactly are you spending in your business every month? Can you vouch for every single expense that you're making in your business? Or do you have some, you know, rogue subscription that you haven't checked in three months, but it's like a super low beta price and you have complete FOMO if you unsubscribe? Yeah, I have those too. But trust me, if you haven't used it in three months, chances are you're not going to use it. So it's time to unsubscribe and time to let that subscription go. You can do it. But really make it a habit to look at your expenses every single month so you can actually understand how much does it cost you to run your business. And it will really help you make some important business decisions moving forward and set predictable goals, which brings me to my final mistake. And that is mistake number eight, not setting clear financial goals. Uh, This is a big one and it definitely deserves a whole separate episode on its own. But if you don't have clear financial goals in your business, then you can't really have a concrete plan to achieve it. You got to know where you're heading in order to know which path you need to take. So if I ask you, what are your financial goals right now? Would you be able to reply? And saying that you want to earn more or I want to earn 10K every month, that's not good enough. You need to know why this is your goal. Why does it matter? What will change for you and what do you need to change right now in order to achieve it? What are the steps that you need to take to get closer to that goal every day, every week, every month? And once you have a clear goal, that's where you can reverse engineer that number to really understand what does it actually represent for your business. So let's say you want to earn 10K a month, the magic number, 10K a month. What does 10K a month actually mean to your business? Okay, that's like one mini brand package and one web package. Awesome. What were my closing rates for the last six months? What kind of services did I book most in the last six months? Okay, I see that I booked more brand packages than web packages. Does that mean I need to do more marketing for my web packages? Do I need to up my prices because I want to work with less clients, but at a higher price? All of these questions are incredibly important, but you can only answer them if you have a clear goal. Now, you may have noticed that I didn't talk about pricing incorrectly or undervaluing your services as a mistake. And there is a reason for that. First of all, I'd like to think that you're actually aware that this is a mistake you're making if if you already know that you're charging too little. But I also know that pricing with confidence happens with experience. And once you actually start understanding your money better across your entire business. 
So that's why I really wanted to emphasize on these eight points first, because I think they will have a much bigger impact on your relationship with money in your business. And as a result, I hope you will have more confidence to raise your prices as well. All right, that's it from me for today. I hope that this was useful. As always, I'm super interested in hearing which of these actually resonated with you most. What changes are you going to implement in your business to get more comfortable with money? Do hit me up in my DMs on Instagram. Do let me know all about it. And of course, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. The more people know about it, the better the podcast will perform. The more freelancers we're going to help, the happier we will be. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. And as always, go create to convert my friend. Bye for now. 